This week on Dueling Review, it's Hellboy, The Bones of Giants, number one, from Dark Horse Comics. When a startling discovery is made in Sweden, the BPRD sends Hellboy and Abe Sapien to investigate. What ensues is a wild adventure full of Norse legends, mythical creatures, and a threat that could bring not just Earth, but the nine realms of Norse mythology to their knees. Well, we are traveling back into the world of Hellboy and the Bones of Giants, and we get a little Norse mythology thrown in here uh, this time, Matthew. What, what, what did you think of the latest Hellboy excursion? Very little Norse mythology. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly went through this and I was like, huh, this art looks incredibly familiar, but my main thought process throughout this entire issue was I really feel like I've read this before. Well, so yeah, so I, you may, I don't know if you uh, read books or not, uh, but the Hellboy, the Bones of the Giants is kind of based on an illustrated novel from Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden, who are the credited as the writers for this issue. So this is the comic book adaptation of that illustrated novel. So if you read that, then you probably would uh, be very familiar with this. Also, if you've seen um, a movie called Thor, Thor the Dark World, and Thor 3 Ragnarok and Roll, uh, then the upcoming Thor 4 movie. Then, if people enjoy this book, I do have two movie recommendations uh, that people might want to take a look at. Mortal is one. uh, These are both uh, Swedish movies. Uh, Mortal is one that came out in 2020 uh, about this American kid who is traveling around and suddenly because he's in uh, this region, he's attracting lightning and he starts having powers. And then we discover by the end of the movie, surprise, surprise, that he has the power of Thor. He is one of the gods reincarnated and come back to life. And that's kind of the vibe that I get in this, right? So there is in, in Hellboy Bones of Giants, there is a. Uh, they discover this body after a lightning storm that looks to be Thor. There is a giant hammer there that no one can pick up but Hellboy. And then suddenly he is able to see visions from the previous w- wielder and it seems to inhabit his body. And so Hellboy is uh, communing with the the spirits of, of Thor. Then they also find a cave where the, what is it called? The, uh, not the earth tree. The world tree. The uh, world tree, Grisil. Yeah, maybe. And then we get some other, some other shenanigans are going on before they get attacked by monsters at the end of the book. So yeah, you're getting a little bit of, uh, of Norse legend, uh, going on in here. And, mm-hmm. uh, the art, you know, and always looks squirrel and a magic squirrel. Uh, Matt Smith right. has been doing, um, I, I want to say he's done a couple of el- other Hellboy pieces but one of the things that i think is fairly common with anybody who's doing hellboy book is you need to try to get close yeah try to get close Uh, we've seen books that are hellboy books or bprd books that are not done in the mignola style but matt smith is has done some stuff um yeah, Smith actually has a style very similar to Mignola's, his natural mm-hmm. style. Uh, he did the uh, IDW, either ID, yeah, it was an IDW Doctor Who book maybe 10 years ago. 
uh, was oh, a, maybe an 11th doctor and Amy ongoing, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, that was when he was going by his full name because of course the 11th doctor is also there's, named Matt Smith. there's two different, so this is you joke, but there are literally two different Matt's Matt Smith's who do Hellboy. So there's Matthew Dow Smith and Matt Smith. Oh, so and this is not Matthew Dow Smith. I don't, I, I would have to look and see the credits that, uh, that are in the solicitations don't list it. I would actually have to go and look in the actual comic book to see if they differentiate the two. Hmm. So, uh, there, I did not there is that I two different people. Let's yeah. See. And it's not just for tax purposes either. It's, it's a literal two different people. And, and usually they, uh, it differentiate themselves. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Dow Smith is the one I was referring to. He apparently is not this guy. Yeah. So it's just, uh, the this is Matt, Matt Smith. Smith. Yeah. That's a super common name though. It is. I mean, it's like saying uh, Tom Jones or something like that. So. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like the art. Uh, I thought the art was, uh, was nice. Uh, I think it's I spooky where like it needs to art, be. I feel like the art, uh, synthesized enough Mignola to remind you that it's Hellboy, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to probably be called a heretic for this. I feel like his, uh, anatomy is stronger or maybe more consistent. Cause you know, uh, sometimes Mignola does the stuff where. Yeah, and it's an intentional stylization. It's not like, oh, he didn't draw it right. It's his universe. He can do what he wants. But yeah, he does stuff that isn't necessarily to my taste. And there's a sequence at the end here where Hellboy runs down the stairs into what seems to be a sea of zombies. Yeah, something like and, that, right? And his legs are short and mm-hmm. his tail is stubby. But yeah, I feel I feel like I like these proportions a little more than some of the older Hellboy stuff that we've read, you know, the late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands Hellboy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, the, the, I don't have access to the review copy at the moment because mm-hmm. as I mentioned before we started, we had a power surge and I think my network, uh, hard drive went down. So I don't know who is the colorist, but I'm going to guess that it's probably Dave Stewart. Um, but I may be wrong. This issue is Chris O'Halloran. Oh, wow. Okay. Because, um, usually in the past it's Dave Stewart does a lot of the, the Hellboy stuff and does really good job. So again, here we're seeing people doing a really good job of staying consistent with what we've come to expect with Hellboy, Mike Mignola, Dave Stewart, and you know, Mike Mignola doing art. So I I think that's really, I think that's really fascinating. And of course we've already seen a lot of other writers come on board. Uh, Chris Roberson uh, is a is another person who writes a lot of Hellboy stuff and does a really good job with that. As far as the story goes, I like how we're kind of teased a little bit of Hellboy picks up Mew Mew, Mew, Mew and he's not able to put it down. Um, and there's some weirdness going on and we see some crazy flashback stuff going on. But it just really felt like this issue was a tad too short for whatever reason. And it may be part of the adaptation where you're taking a, a novel and then you're adapting it to comics and then you're breaking it based on the 22 page or 24 page or whatever uh, page break uh, that you're doing based on, you know, the count of, uh, of the issue, but it just kind of felt kind of short and abrupt to me. That was my biggest complaint was like, Oh man, I want to keep reading this. Yeah. It's a weird breaking point for sure, because it's, it's almost like a mid sentence break. 
because uh, Hellboy's like, oh no, something is happening. A magic squirrel has told me to wake up. And mm-hmm. he's like, Abe, get up. And he runs down the stairs. And all of a sudden, the zombies that we didn't know were there right. swarm all over him. And I'm just like, and that, that's pretty typical, that's- though, for that kind of horror or whatnot. I mean, we saw that in, from the very beginning when the frog, the frog creatures attack uh, kind of stuff. But Rain I just wanted. I wanted more and it's, that's not a, I don't think that's a bad thing because I really enjoyed what we have here. I just felt like there should be more to this story. Like, let me see him punch a couple of zombies and then chase after the doc, but then we're going to see that in the next issue. So I guess if I want to see that, I better go buy issue number two. Congratulations, uh, dark horse. You got me to buy two issues of this, of this comic. So there you go. Uh, what didn't you like about this, Matthew? Cause you seem fairly ho-hum about it. Uh, I'm very lukewarm on it. Um, you're not a big I, Hellboy I like fan though, right? I like Hellboy up to a point. I think that Hellboy conceptually is fascinating. I like, you know, the idea and the mythology, but a lot of times the execution for me, he feels like, oh, and this is a story where, you know, it starts out with really wild premise and then we have a moment where oh don't pick that up the lightning and the lightning strikes hellboy and then the lightning goes away and it's never really necessarily explained why but they, they yeah, talk I, about... I really felt like go ahead all right uh i really kind of felt like this was something that felt very familiar as a hellboy story and obviously you know there are other Hellboy tales that start in ways that are relatively similar. Weird thing shows up, the BPRD arrives, wacky things happening. But you do also have moments in here that stand out odd and not necessarily in a way that you're like, oh, I didn't like this or it wasn't done well, just sort of an, I don't know if I'd do it that way. And I do agree with you that the ending is very bump. And there it is, but yeah, you know, all in all, it felt like it was, it was pretty okay. If I were going to, you know, numerate it, I would definitely go above average in the slices of meatloaf, but it's, it just didn't feel super exciting for me for some reason. I think there's a lot of setup that, that has to take place. And there's some weird jumps, like suddenly they're driving North and they find this cave and then nothing's ever said about it ever again, except that, you know, (laughs) that's probably the place where, you know, the Norse gods were, or at least Thor was, was, was buried. And again, I think, and again, uh, maybe our Euro spoilers who listen to this, uh, faithfully, maybe if you've picked up Hellboy, the bones of the giants, you know, a little bit more about the mythology of Thor and, you know, everything else that, that surrounds that. Because again, as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, this cave, this thing that they're, that they're going to, that's, there's a whole section in that mortal movie that I was talking about that that plays a role. And then you're wondering about, well, why was the lightning dissipating and not coming back? There's actually some discussion about that in the mortal movie. So I'm thinking that there is something Thor related that we are not very familiar with because of our Americanized version and our comic book version knowledge of Thor that we're missing out on here somewhere, uh, or at least in how it's portrayed in Scandinavian culture. Um, maybe not necessarily in handed down stories, but more of, I don't know. I haven't, I still have to finish reading all of, uh, Neil Gaiman's take on Norse mythology. 
So there may be something that talks about that, but between mortal in this book, the, the movie mortal in this book, it really feels mm-hmm. like I am missing that there's some connection between those two. And I think the connection is Sweden <laughs> and I'm just not familiar <laughs> enough with, with, uh, how Swedes look at this mythology and what it means to their culture and their country. So that is probably where I feel very disconnected in the story, but still I found Mm -hmm. it, uh, very enjoyable. Uh, I would probably give this a four slices of meatloaf. If I had to give it a meatloaf rating, I was entertained and I was pleased. And of course, anytime that we get Hellboy is a good thing because we really don't, I mean, there's probably like three or four concurrent Hellboy books but it's not like we've got four Hellboy books coming out at the same time. It's like right. maybe one yeah, Hellboy related title a month and that's it. So yeah. The little Hellboy do do Yeah. As it goes around between their different things, either BPRD, a Hellboy stuff, the, um, gosh, now I forget what was the other book that they sent us. They sent us another review copy of another title going on. I think it's that, uh, uh, 1800s, uh, paranormal investigator woman, uh, adventures that I really, really liked a lot and something else, but, uh, there's not enough Hellboy. I mean, we get plenty of Spider-Man, maybe more, more than enough Spider-Man, more than enough mm-hmm. Batman. But when it comes to Hellboy, we just, it's, it's, uh, handed out to us, uh, very much like our supply chain, uh, meat counter at our grocery store, uh, is, uh, is dealing with, uh, shortages just little bits at a time. yeah listeners like it when we're topical (laughs) i mean certainly 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 man we're you don't know about the supply chain issues good luck this holiday season that's all i will say oh stop i'm being dead serious i started buying christmas gifts this week and they you know they say they're going to be here by the 10th so we should be good 10th of january or december november Oh, November. Oh, good luck. Good luck. Um, so I, I ordered something last week. It got here today. We ordered it Thursday. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, bottom line for you, you enjoyed it enough, not high on your list of greatest comic books of all time. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it like uh, a, a little bit more than like Matthew. A good tapioca pudding. I think you if know, you are, you don't ever go yeah. out and say, I want tapioca pudding, but sometimes you, you get it and you're like, Hey, that's good. I think if you are a fan of Hellboy, yes, you are. I think if you are a fan of Hellboy, you should probably go out and pick this up. Uh, There's enough BPRD stuff, especially with Abe Sapien in it, that uh, I think you will, if you're a BPRD fan, you will also want to pick this up. Plus, we don't know what's coming next, so we'll have to tune in for issue number two. Matthew, please tell everyone how we ended up with Hellboy Bones of the Giants number one this week. Bones of the Giants was chosen by faithful spoilerites like you listening right now at home. They, and you might have, you probably did go to major spoilers, Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. Stay with me. I started to say something and then I fixed it. And if you hadn't called it out, no one would have caught it, but it's fine. Our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. They look for dueling review for uh, this week. And if you look next week, it's going to be your review for November the 9th. Yes. Ha! I got it. See what it is, is I took a day off of the thing that I thought it was. But nonetheless, you'll see a list of comic books. You choose the comic book. You vote. Bring all your friends. Tell everybody to vote. The more votes, 
the better. The more people are involved, the more feedback we get, the more this show is enjoyable. I, and I will say, I w- I'm very disappointed in the last couple of weeks. The voting numbers have been down. And remember, the show works best when we have all of the spoilerites around the world participating and casting their vote. So you want the show to continue, you need to cast your vote. We need more than 10 people voting each week. We need like 30, 40, 50 people voting each week. So head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, cast your vote. Maybe next week we will review Magic the Gathering number eight from Boom Studios, Mm -hmm. Mighty Morphin number 13, or regarding the matter of Oswald's body, which should be rather fascinating. That also is from Boom Studios. Over at Dark Horse Comics, we have, what What do we have? Ooh, Maze Book number three, No One Left to Fight 2, number two, and The Unbelievable Unteens World of Black Hammer, number four, the final issue right there. I've enjoyed The Unbelievable Unteens. I think you reviewed a, a, an issue, Matthew, of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. Over at Dynamite Entertainment, we have Barbarilla, number four, Dynamite Lives, number five, Kiss, Phantom Obsession, number three, uh, but don't kiss your Phantom Obsession. Uh, Also, NYX, I don't know if that's NYX or NYX, but that issue number one drops, as does Sonyaversal number nine and Vampirilla number 25. IDW Publishing has a small week next week. They have Canto 3, Lionhearted number four. There's also a G.I. Joe title that comes out next week and Transformers, Wreckers Tread and Circuits number two. That's like uh, Peter, Paul and Mary, Wreckers Tread and Circuits, Mother Speed and Jugs. That should be the Transformers book they need. Mother Image Jack Comics should not yes. be a Transformers book. I, it sounds like Transformers to me, if you ask me. And I know all a about the Transformers. Sound like Transformers to you. Well, because there's so many Transformers. I may be the only person who knows all of the Transformers, Matthew. I'm just saying. You and Gail Simone. That's right. Image Comics next week has Maneaters Cursed in number five, uh, Phenom X number one. The Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number two. Uh, Rodrigo already reviewed that this past week on the Major Spoilers podcast. Sea of Stars, number 11. And What's the Furthest Place from Here, number one, arrives. Over at Marvel Comics, we have Alien, number eight. Amazing Spider-Man, number 78. That's a Ben Riley thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood, number four. The final issue there. Eternals, number seven. Ooh, ahead of the game when it comes to the uh, movie tie-in. Oh, very good. Uh, Hellions number 17 Hulk number one gets an, a nice and mighty poster. We also get Savage Avengers 26 Strange Academy number 13 or formerly known as uh, D- the Strange Academy because uh, Dr. Strange is dead. Uh, the thing number one and so oh, Matthew after him. Matthew Harvard died. Matthew what? next what? week. Venom. You say cross. Oh, you get a new Venom comic next week. Matthew, just in time for the movie. And there's a bunch of variant covers. Would you like to take a guess? How many variant covers Marvel is putting out for Venom number one? Eight. That is correct. I'm going to double check this again. For some reason, I want to say it's nine, but I think it's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, total of eight. We've got, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bachelo, but uh, gets a variant cover. We get a black, we get a black blank variant. Uh, a Delato variant, the Inhook uh, In Lee cover. Uh, Peach Momoko does I'd a like cover. Uh, uh, what's his name? Todd Nock and John Romita Jr. All doing variant covers for that. So Ooh. go line up now, kids. Go line up now. 
In all the rest category, we have Billy the Kit, number two, the Carniverse Saga, Shamanic Ape One-Shot. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. There's also Carniverse Saga, Sunny Haze One-Shot. This one has a mature reader's tag. The other one does not. The Shamanic Ape does not have a mature reader's, but Sunny Haze does have a mature reader's. Read into that what you will. Uh, let's see. Ablaze Publishing has The Sumerian Beyond the Black River, number two. We also have God Killer, Tomorrow's Ashes, number three. That gets a second printing. Ginseng Roots, number nine. Horizon Zero Dawn Liberation, number three. That's from Titan Publishing. Let's see. I don't think, uh, I don't see any crossed comics, Matthew. I guess your your week's going to be a little lighter. <laughs> Oh, but they do have Pokemon Journeys series, graphic novel, volume one. So you got that. Also, also, uh, right up uh, Matthew's alley, right next to Crossed, uh, Matthew keeps his treasured collection of Rick and Morty comics. And Rick and Morty Mm -hmm. Corporate Assets, number one, arrives next week as well. What are we going to read? That's up to you. If you are uh, saying, oh, man, I know me and 15 of my friends could go and vote for Rick and Morty Corporate Assets, number one. Or uh, 20 of my friends could go out and get uh, Van Helsing Return of the League of Monsters number one. Well, then go and get them and vote over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Don't let somebody like Texura uh, be the only person who votes for Life is Strange Settling Dust number two and then say, well, I what's that? What is that, Matthew? You don't have a say if you don't go out and vote or you can't complain if you don't go and vote. Is that, is that what they say? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yes, get out and vote so you don't have to complain next week, and maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, You know, Morty, your opinion means very little to me. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.